you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm James Cope, going around the horn. My guy, MG Marcus Grant, trying to crush a yogurt on the down low right now. It's all good, though. Wow, way, well, to, way to ruin that down low. <laughs> <laughs> he, picks a, he picks a quiet <laughs> breakfast. And <laughs> I get blown up for it, you know? And, uh, John Williams in the background there. Well, if we can't that play it, I'm going to hum well, could, it. You Michael could, you could have wait two seconds so no. James could get through the intro. Nope, nope, nope can't do it. Uh, nope. That, that trailer, I think, was more exciting than one minute of that game last night. And I think I watched the trailer. I don't about think. I don't think you're overstating. That that that's not wrong. I don't think you're overstating. I think you know what? It's a setup, man. It's a setup. The folks at Lucas set the game up to be that bad. <laughs> we don't. We don't want our trailer to be upstaged by a right. football game. We don't want people talking about the game tomorrow. So we're going to make it so that the game is so bad uh, that they okay, they can only talk about the movie trailer. But Michael Fabiano here. Uh, as well, uh, playing the role of John Williams. Uh, and the man behind the glass, the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar, controlling the ops today for our NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Uh, by the way, go to NFL.com slash fantasy. Uh, a lot of great content there. Uh, Alex Gelhar yes. spends about all night. He spends about 14 hours a night looking at deep waiver wire uh, targets. So uh, NFL.com slash deep dive. If you are in a deeper league and you need some uh, very good sleepers, uh, Ranks 11's got some good sleepers as well. But, uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and hit this thing, shall we? Let's uh, react to this Monday Night Football game. I, I mean, I put it out on Twitter that – what did I just watch? It was like a preseason <laughs> game. It really was. It was worse than starters played the whole game. Worse. It was so much worse than a preseason game. It was pretty bad. It uh, was pretty bad. But it, it's wow. amazing how, and I know a lot of wow. people like Matt Money Smith like to poo-poo trends. Eli stinks in Philadelphia in his career. Uh, two or fewer touchdown passes in 10 of 12 games career in the city of brotherly love. And um, a lot of people were getting on me on Twitter because I had him as a sit. And people were like, he's been so good. How do you sit Eli? Do you forget that it's Eli? This is what Eli does. He makes fantasy owners absolutely drool all over his production for a couple of games. And then he stinks it up. It happens with Eli Manning. Although I would start him next week against Dallas. When he plays in Philadelphia, you don't play Eli Manning. And you learned that lesson last night. Eli Manning, 189 through the air. A touchdown, two interceptions, just 8.76 fantasy points. That is not going to get it done on the other side. Sam Bradford was not much better. If I, Quite honestly, I thought he played worse than Eli Manning in real life. But in fantasy, uh, 280 through the air, a touchdown, three interceptions, uh, 9.4 fantasy points for Sam Bradford. Both quarterbacks 
I can't remember the last time I saw this. Both quarterbacks had a quarterback rating in the low 60s. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, you know, I was I listened to part of that game on radio, which where it was it was less offensive because I couldn't actually see it for a few <laughs> minutes. Good for you. Um, but right, you know, you. Boomer Esiason made the point. I, I think it's starting to become true that that it, it might be time to start putting Sam Bradford at least in the. Matt Stafford, Jay Cutler category in the sense that he's a guy who will stand back there and he'll sling it. And that's part of where his big plays come from. You know, he may hit Riley Cooper downfield. He may hit a couple of long passes. But Sam Bradford. stop throwing to Riley Cooper? Well, I would like to. Stop throwing to Riley Cooper. Can Jordan Matthews stop dropping the ball? Stop dropping it or fumbling it? And Bradford throwing him horrible passes. I mean, Bradford had a couple of opportunities to hit Matthews and he bounced him. I tweeted last night, it was like Sam Bradford's playing a fantasy team that has Jordan Matthews, and he's trying to limit his uh, production. And I, then he had Matthews one bad fumbled, too. He, he fumbled, too. I yeah, mean, he had a fumble. He's well. been a bust. Outside oh, yeah. of the first couple of weeks, he's oh, been a bust. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Well, I, I feel that way about the Eagles offense in general, oh, really. Of course. I mean, we had high expectations for this group. And aside from, you know, stretches here or there, I mean, there was that, that second-half stretch against the Falcons in week one when it looked like they had it rolling, even though they ended up losing that game. Um this offense has not performed the way anybody would have expected it to. On a no. positive note, DeMarco looks like he's back, and they're getting him the football. Now, that is causing the value of Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles to sink. In fact, Sproles isn't even worth a roster spot in standard leagues no, right now. I don't now. think so. And, I, don't, um, I don't even think he's worth a roster spot. He's not getting targets at all. It, right, right. And um, you're, you're also looking at Ryan Matthews being no more than, than – a bench spot right now because they're doing what they should have done to begin with, which is feed the guy who they gave twenty one guaranteed dollar million dollars to. Twenty one um, guaranteed dollars. Right. Come on, Demarco. <laughs> yeah, well, you know it's early. Um, but uh, but one oh nine and a touch. But it's nice to see them utilizing him as he should be utilized. It's still, even though Demarco got all the carries, it still looks to me like Ryan Matthews is the better back. I agree for this offense. So I, agree. I still think he's a super buy low candidate now, especially after Demarco's had a couple big games. The Ryan I, I think owner might be soured on him. Yeah, and I think Ryan Matthews will be hitting the waiver wire pretty soon. Though. Yeah, he he's he's a name to keep an eye on and scoop up because he sure. could be a late season like fantasy savior. Because I don't even know what you would give up to trade for Ryan Matthews. I you mean, don't trade. I, yeah, you know, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you could trade peanuts, trade a, a, sure. a wide receiver four for the wider for the running back three, like somebody that you. needs some depth. Yeah, I got you. Um, one hundred nine and a touch, like I said for Tomarco, and he was like Drake. He went back to back with eighteen points oh. performances. In back to back. Why? You didn't like that one? Come oh. on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just going to ignore it, but oh. Marcus gave you the audible oh. sigh. Oh. See, James, good for you. Oh. I have no idea what that reference means. That's good. <laughs> all right. Okay, that's good. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so DeMarco to got it going. Odell Beckham, uh, despite Eli Manning doing nothing, <laughs> was able to haul in 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was able to fall into the end zone quite literally. Uh, so, you know, he didn't have a great game. Uh, but I, you'll take you'll take twelve points. Yeah, yeah I mean, all of that absolutely. came in the all of that came in the first half. At, at halftime, you were probably feeling like I'm gonna have a huge yep. game, yeah. right? And oh, now here we then, go. And then nothing in the second half. You know, and the thing was too, it, when they got behind big, you're like, okay, it's Odell time. Now they got garbage time points, baby. Let's do it. It's all about garbage time. Nope. Nothing. Nope. You have to wonder if his hamstring was catching up to him a little bit. Like he looked good in pregame warmups, and he looked good early. But then uh, I I would need to watch all the tape. But Nolan Carroll was on him and. Odell was just not getting open. The no. good thing is that now he's got an extended period of time to rest up. Mm-hmm. So uh, he did get you, as you guys mentioned, 12 fantasy points, and now uh, he gets some extended time off before uh, uh, a game against the Cowboys. What do we do with Jordan Matthews, by the way? Uh, I mean, uh, you don't cut him. Uh, obviously, you don't cut him. But you but can't I mean, play him. Yeah, I, and you know, you know who they're playing next week? Josh Norman. Um, good, good night. Good Sit night, Matthews. Good night, Jordan Matthews. Because, I mean, See Josh ya. Norman, is he going to cover Josh Huff or Riley Cooper? Or uh, No, he's no. covering Jordan Matthews. Also, can we just talk about how crazy it is that Miles Austin is making big plays on oh offense? Oh, my gosh. 2015. I am I, I'm, I'm losing my mind watching Miles Austin and Riley Cooper <laughs> make plays. Stop. Stop with the insanity. Yeah. What's happening? Uh, yeah. I. You know, from a non-fantasy perspective, I know Chip Kelly loves to believe that it's not about the players, that it's about the system. And I guess, you know, what they they have a – well, they're 3-3. They're three and three, So, they're leading the division. So, I don't know. Maybe in his mind he feels validated. But or you maybe. need better players. You or need better <laughs> players. Or maybe – hold on. I forgot, I forgot to turn the audio thing back up. It's early. I'm in a Star Wars hangover. Ah. Some men 
Just want to watch the world burn. Rashad Jennings, by Maybe. the way, uh, had uh, 63 yards on the ground, 20 through the air, but he had a fumble lost as well. Yeah, and he also dominated the backfield touches. This is why, guys, listen, can we not talk about Shane Vereen anymore? He's, He's done. not good. No, because we, we don't talk about Shane Vereen, and then not next good. week they're going to give him 14 yeah, but touches I mean, like, and nine catches out of the I backfield. Mean, the guy has had one good game all year the long. two good games. He's not two good uh, games. And standard scoring? I don't know. We have to, we might have to look at that. Let me take a look. But he, he had that one big game where he put up pretty good numbers. He had a huge had week last week. Like 17 fantasy points. Sure, and, and a lot so, of that too wait, wait, wait. So because they said, were super far behind. He's had six. He's had nine. He said two, two, seventeen, and point six. He's had yeah. one big game. So one. Well, and Jennings has had eleven, two. I mean, is that like five, fifteen? But Jennings six is still getting the opportunities where Vereen is is mired in a. Uh, I just don't want any run. I want nothing to do with this. Nothing anybody. to do with this. I would deal. be cutting. Although I do like Jennings next week against the Cowboys. Their run defense is trash. But uh, uh, Shane Vereen, stop talking about him. You know, I mean, one good game in six weeks. Uh, he's a name who's not producing. Um. Andre Williams looks um, not great either. <laughs> I think pretty much, wow. I think 90% of Andre Williams' handoffs end in negative or zero. <laughs> yeah, I, I like James's like demeanor there. It's kind of like a rollover from that game last night. Oh, jeez, you know, Andre Williams. Uh, yeah. All right, is there anyways, anything, nope, anything that's else to take away? Uh, I mean, really. Like, Eagles we, defense. We can move How about Eagles this along. defense? Uh, that, was, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, that was nice if you played Eagles defense, uh, showing that you don't need to be a good real-life defense to be a good fantasy defense. But Which they, was the case with them last year, too. Yeah. I mean, they weren't a good real-life defense. They got a lot of turnovers. They scored touchdowns, especially on punt returns and kick returns. Yeah. But they gave up a ton of yards last year, and it's kind of the same this year. They're just not getting as many you, turnovers. What did they end up with? A pick 20, 20 points. Oh, they had four God. sacks. So I was gonna just going to say, if you end up four. needing to stream a defense and the Eagles are available, if they're playing a team with the poorest offensive line, that's a good chance to grab them because their defensive line – is, is stout with Fletcher Cox I, I and Connor Barwin. I would play Barwin. this week against Carolina, but you're right. Yeah, no, not, not this right. week. I'm just yeah. saying, like, they're not a completely useless fantasy defense, no, 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 but no, it's going to be matchup no. dependent. Right. right, yep. Excellent streamable defense. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. We cannot talk about <clears throat> Sunday without talking first and foremost about Eddie Lacy. The Ugh. Gouda Buddha. Ugh. Uh, too much Gouda. <laughs> Not enough Buddha. Uh, well, maybe he's got too much Buddha, too, if you know what I mean. Um, man, Eddie Lacy got six touches. He did nothing. He did absolutely nothing. What do you have, 20 total yards? Dude, he's not James right. Starks not looked right. way better. Uh, than Eddie Lacy. People are freaking out on Eddie Lacy. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out too. You look at his you look at his schedule, <clears throat> his upcoming schedule, what has he got? He's got Denver, Carolina, and Detroit. Denver, Carolina, and Detroit are his next three games after the bye. So you're getting I would it be safe to say that you're gonna get limited production. Well you're getting nothing next week because, you know, he's on a bye. But then after well, that kind of the Denver Carolina plan. I mean Denver, Carolina, Detroit. You're in trouble. Well, Detroit, Detroit's defense has lost a little bit of its luster when they shipped a lot of their guys. Yeah, I, I would agree. Injuries. Denver, ooh. Carolina. Well, Denver, Denver's uh, been – running either. backs have done some stuff against Denver. Yeah. yeah. Car- Carolina's like middle of the pack when it comes mm-hmm, to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. This is, this is concerning. We saw this last year with Eddie Lacy. Uh, however, you have to wonder – like I was, I was reading all the reports coming out of Green Bay on Sunday after that, and – there's a lot of smoke going around this backfield right now from the Green Bay coaching staff because Mike McCarthy at one point said, we're not going to give one back 20 carries. This is a one-two punch. We're going to ride the hot hand, blah, 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 blah. So that would cause fantasy owners to be like, oh, my God, abandoned ship. Absolutely. However, However. McCarthy said the exact same garbo <laughs> last year when Eddie Lacy struggled out of the gate. He said, yeah, we've got James. James is a great player. We're going to ride the hot hand. What happened the second half of the season? Oh. Eddie Lacy ripped off 1,100 yards in like nine times. <clears throat> I, think, I think what is the, the problem, though, is that if you're waiting um, and you're waiting for production here, I, like I said, I think over the next four weeks you're going to be in trouble. You're, you're, if you're waiting for Eddie Lacy over the next four weeks, you're out of the playoffs. I mean, for fantasy purposes, sure, he could come back and have an okay season. But for fantasy purposes, what do you do with the guy? Because literally, he could sink your entire roster. Yeah, he has. Uh, I have him in one of my leagues, and and I think I'm 
I think I'm three and three and two or four right now because I've also got Randall Cobb. <laughs> That's a great combination to have right now. But last year, uh, Lacey did not score double digits until week four. And then he had 11, then he had 25. And then in week six, he went back down the toilet and had four. Then after that, 13, 18, 17, 23, 25, 11, 22. So he started to pick it up after week six. But he wasn't as heavy last year as he was this year. And the matchups, as Alex uh, and James have mentioned, don't bode well for him bouncing back. So, listen, don't get nuts and cut him. Uh, but you necessarily, uh, you're not necessarily starting him every week either. He's a matchup-based guy at this point until things change. And we've seen that with a lot of big names this year. Sure. Most you of know, them at quarterback. A lot of them at running back. I was, I was looking at this yesterday. C.J. Anderson and Jeremy Hill. I'm looking at the top 25 scores. Overall scores. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are three running backs. <laughs> One of them is Jamal Charles, who's on IR and isn't going to play again <laughs> for the rest of the don't year. Don't remind me of that. Oh, I mean, me. that's a graveyard. It is a graveyard for running backs because either you have guys, you have, you have guys like Marshawn Lynch and Eddie Lacy who haven't been 100% and haven't played very well this right. year, and you've got a bunch of guys who've been in committees. I mean, the overall leading scorer is Devontae Freeman, a guy that a lot of people cut after week two. Right. Because it looked like Tevin Coleman was taken over in that backfield. I mean, it it makes no sense. It's, it's like a ubiquitous problem. But back to, to Lacey, one of the things I would, I would advise against is trying to trade him right now. Because, honest to God, what's his trade value? Right. You're, gonna uh, get nothing you're not going to get anything. It's a lot smarter to just wait and see. Is it going to be painful? Are you going yep. to be wanting to put him on blast on Twitter? Yep. Likely. Oh I'll, my! Twitter was Twitter was a blaze. You guys, listen. With fantasy, the NFL players tweets. don't give a crap about your fantasy team. Don't tweet at them <laughs> if they if they heard it. All right. Why Why are people at tweeting? Eddie? I don't like that. That's they, not they cool. at tweet a lot of people. Like, just don't do it. That's right. not cool. be a be a bigger person, be an adult or a wait. Ha- have teenager. you been on Twitter? And oh yeah, media? I, mean, I have no problem. I'm on the I mean, all the it time. is loaded with n- just knucklehead moron but idiots. That's why There's I'm using this, using this I'm platform saying, I, as a PSA to yeah. say don't do that. I don't mind the, the jokes and the memes. Jokes, memes, great. Great. Don't, don't add, add, don't add tweet the guy. Don't add tweet the because guy. that's not because cool. number one fantasy football is so good for the NFL. It's so much fun. And let's face it, it's a game. It's a game, chill. It's like all the idiots who were sending death threats to that poor punter for Michigan. It's a game. Yeah. Right. Chill out. All right, man. so fantasy's fun. A little more on Eddie Lacy before we move on. All right. Don't want to beat a dead horse here. Yeah. He has been in his career too a a volume back. One of those backs like Marshawn that needs carries to get going 100%. and then and then gets going. And he hasn't had that because he's been injured right now. McCarthy mentioned it, too. He said Eddie's like our whole team, which is why Randall Cobb's been struggling. That whole Packers offense is banged up. It's not oh. just Jordy Nelson being Ty out. Ty Montgomery goes Ty down. Ty Montgomery has an ankle sprain. James Jones has a hamstring. Cobb's Randall Cobb shoulder. has a shoulder. Eddie has an ankle. Their offensive linemen are injured. So this bye came at a perfect time. Wait with Eddie. When, why he's done so well in the last couple of years late in the season, too, is because you know what Eddie's perfect for? Cold weather games, Cold baby. Cold weather football. When the Packers are trying to salt away is it, a lead. Is that why he's loading up on the carbs? Probably. I mean, <laughs> I, I, that is, that is all, stay warm, baby. That funny. is all well and good. But James mentioned it. I mean, this is a guy that you spent a high first-round pick on, and if if you're not if, if you don't have him, you're not really playing for anything late in the season. That's the problem. That, exactly. See, what you're talking about, Alex, is it's almost like you, it's almost like a roto uh, fantasy league, right, where you're like, oh, hey, at the end of the season, the stats are going to compile and it's going to be great. Unfortunately, fantasy football well, – it's not, not like that. That's... Fortunately, fantasy football is a week-by-week affair. I'm also hoping people – like we're able to draft well enough where one pick didn't sink their roster because I have all of my leagues. I have one of these people that has tanked it, but you have to draft. Hopefully, drafted well and enough stay to survive on, I one mean, pick. Stay on the waiver wire too. But a lot of times, I, I guarantee a lot of people who drafted Andrew Luck are probably Antonio Brown, well right now. Calvin sure. Johnson. Antonio, right, right. I mean, uh, I think you know, I think the biggest problem Des with Bryant, Eddie Lacy, even though he got hurt, you know, it's still not. He's not there for you. I'll just say this: the biggest problem with Eddie Lacy probably isn't even Eddie Lacy. It's the coaching staff because there, there, there's no injury reports surrounding Eddie Lacy at all. Well, they, they took they coming took him into off of this, this week. Year. Coming into this week, Eddie Lacy reportedly was a full go, ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It was a classic Bill Belichick <laughs> move. <laughs> not cool. Not cool, Mike McCarthy. I well, mean, if I mean, he's dinged up, he's dinged up. The thing is, they don't care about our fantasy team. No, they I, they want the they want the Chargers to be like, oh man, Eddie Lacy's a full go. We got a plan to stop him. Mm-hmm. Not cool. 
No. So and is, that's really what. And that's uh, and again, it's not an Eddie Lacy thing. It's a Mike McCarthy thing to yep. me, anyways. But you played him last week, thinking, okay, he's got a soft Chargers run defense. He's going to go wild. And we saw a Green Bay running back go wild. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Yeah. Him. Unfortunately, the running James got Starks all the- looks amazing on my bench right now. Amazing. He had <laughs> he had two big plays, one of which was horrible defense by the Chargers. True. Let's slow down with the amazing talk. And with Not the whole like James, Adrian Peterson in I'm the green saying, and gold right now. With the whole now. James Starks thing, yeah. too. Yeah. When the Green Bay Packers do come back from their bye, how much confidence do you have in starting James Starks? Honestly. None. None. Because you never know. None. Maybe the bye week is, is good for Lacey. He gets a little healthier, and boom, he gets 20 carries. So yeah. Or you play him and he gets five carries. But you know what, though? This is like why fantasy football is both frustrating and fun at the same time. <laughs> and your time. season is over. All right, let's talk about Marcus Mariotti's day-to-day with a sprained MCL. He took a nasty shot. Yeah. I was – I mean, first of all, good for him. He's got the, the cajones to try to step back in there and, and finish that yeah. game off. But what is the coaching staff thinking? I don't, know they why, I don't know why they put him back in there. Just it makes like, no sense. Put, put Zach Mettenberger out there and let Mariota get healthy. And the game was getting out of hand anyways. I, I didn't understand I didn't understand that play, but that's fine. I mean, um, other than Marcus Mariota, uh, the wide receiving core is just a total, you know, uh, pick a name out of a hat. So it's not really uh, – I don't think well, that whole team, Delaney Walker's the only guy you can really trust on that whole team. He had a good game. Yeah. I mean, in game. a PPR league, he's a tight end one for sure. Um. But, like, Mar- Mariota's been struggling. He came out of the gate really hot, but as we yeah. kind of expected, he looks like a NFL defense has caught up to him. Sure. His supporting cast has gotten exposed. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough to – I mean, especially with this injury, you might want to, like, even cut him loose and look for somebody else to help you out. Yeah, I, I have him in one league, and uh, I'm throwing him out back on the waiver wire. Oh, there's because, absolutely um, no reason. Other, <coughs> other than – I don't know that he's going to play in number two – Atlanta's defense against the pass has been pretty good this year, mm-hmm. so you're not playing him regardless. I will say one thing that's encouraging out of Tennessee lately is they're actually starting to use Doriel Green Beckham, go figure, using that huge, super talented wide receiver that they drafted. Right. He's been he started out the season at like fifteen percent of the offensive snaps and now he's up to like fifty ish. But do you really believe I mean I'm not saying pick him up and start him, but right. just keep keep an eye on him. Because I feel like, you know, Hey man, this Titans Titans team, man, they got some good young talented receivers like Kendall Wright and Justin Hunter. They're on their way up, and now we're like, hey, look, they're using Doriel Green. But I feel like he's well, gonna fall into that same abyss that Kenny Britt, that Kendall Wright, <laughs> that Justin Hunter fell and, into. And Kenny Britt was tearing it up with the Titans before he tore his ACL. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. And then it on it's fire. just never been the same. Yeah, he had that. I think it was his third year. Yeah, and and uh, and he and he was great, and then the knee went, and yep. that kind of and sunk just his Justin Hunter is bad. He's bad at football. Doriel Green Beckham is, is better at football than Justin Hunter, so I have more faith in that. Mm-hmm. But oh. you're right, Marcus. We could be saying the same crap. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, to the Steelers. Uh, Big Ben could play in Week 7. If not, Landry Jones is there. Uh, Mike Vick told Aditi Kinkabwala he's got a, what, a very small partial, uh, partial tear, tear of yeah, his hamstring. So he's at least a week away. And Deion Sanders said uh, on, on game day final that he thinks this is the last time we're going to see Mike Vick on a football field. Might be. Oh, it Landry really Jones be. is going to be no starting. Question. I thought that was last year. To be honest. Landry Jones is going to be starting this week. Um, if Roethlisberger can't go, I don't right. even. I don't even care if Vic is able to go or not. Landry Jones gave that offense a spark. They played arguably one of the five best teams in the league and beat them without their quarterback without, and yeah. basically without their number one wide receiver because he did nothing. They had six up. passing yards in the first, first half, half, and they won the game in the half. In the half. Six passing yards. 30 minutes of football. <laughs> six passing six. yards. <laughs> that was crazy, Funny, man. I'll tell you, it, it, it makes what Mark Tavis Bryant did even more insane. He's a beast. He's because awesome, what dude. he did, those two, that two-touchdown performance was all in the second half, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was incredible. But uh, so, uh, if Landry Jones starts – uh, he's at least an interesting. They're playing team. the Chiefs, yes. dude. I know. So, like, if you're a quarterback streamer or in a two QB league, or you got, you know, because this is a tough week for buys. You got Aaron Rodgers, There's a lot of guys on Andy by. Dalton, Jay Cutler, and Peyton Manning on by. Yeah, but wait a minute. If you have one of those guys and he was your only quarterback, you know, the waiver wire might be thin. Yeah, Landry Jones <laughs> is a sneaky pickup. And I like it. You guys have a I, lot more absolutely. faith than I do. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I, I like the receivers. I, you know, I like that. I like that. You I know, like Antonio Brown defense. can bounce back. I like that. That you know, Martavis Bryant can make some plays. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking at like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm looking at Blake Bortles. Uh, there are several guys I'm looking oh, at sure. before oh, no, I go no, with no, yeah. no, I just, I, you know, because I feel like this could be one of those games where 
Bryant and Brown have nice games, but Landry Jones can still throw three picks. And I just I, I don't. No, dude, you're totally I don't, right. I don't. The reason I'm saying this because there's a lot of leagues where people stash quarterbacks. Like none of us advise it. I mean, I'm like a one quarterback guy for the most part. But there are leagues where people have two or three quarterbacks. Like I have like friends in casual leagues that are like, who do I start this week out of Eli Manning, Andy Dalton, and Russell Wilson? I'm like, what the heck are you doing with all three of those quarterbacks? <laughs> but so uh, like, don't in, know about three, but two's all right. Yeah, two two can be okay. Because, well, no, two's good because you gotta. I mean, in in a lot of leagues, you can't just if you've got Andy Dalton and Eli Manning. That's not bad. You can't drop either one. I'd drop Eli and keep Dalton. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Use Never that. thought I'd hear those words. I know. Use that. I, Did I? That's the world we live in. <laughs> I, I know, and, and you know what? And after after Dalton went in and, and did what he did to the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, I'll start every week. I said, you know what? Right. And and I, I talked about that, and actually I wrote about that in Stardom and Sidham. Then he goes to Buffalo. Okay, Buffalo's defense is overrated, at least for me from a fantasy perspective, but it's still – a, you know, not a terrible defense, and it's a road game, and he goes in there and has another yeah. big game. So, to me, unless you've got Brady and Dalton or Rodgers and Dalton, of course, Rodgers is on a bye this week, number one, you should be trading one of them. <laughs> number yeah. two, Dalton's got to be in your lineup every week until yeah. the wheels fall off. I mean, it, well, But I think that's why people have that second quarterback. They're just waiting. They're waiting for, for the for wheels, wheels to fall, fall off. off. Well, then maybe you, <laughs> and maybe you trade them right now. Look, I don't, think, I don't think they're falling off. It's not, it's not like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady suddenly slapped on Andy Dalton's jersey and dyed their hair red. He just he was always an okay quarterback, but now he has his full complement of weapons. Right. He has the best offensive line in football. Buffalo didn't touch him. That Buffalo pass rush with Mario Williams and all those guys over there, didn't touch Dalton in Buffalo. The run game is strong, obviously, but when you got A.J. Green, Marvin Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Tyler, Tyler Eifert, I, I mean. And those running backs catching the ball. Yeah, exactly. It's it, the, he, it, it's so hard <clears throat> to get to the quarterback when the guy's getting the ball out to, to one of his amazing playmakers at all times. So It's a good situation. It's a great situation for, for Red Dalton there. But uh, And you're right. He, he is a must-start until further notice. All right. Uh, Sammy Watkins is in London. He arrived uh, in a boot uh, after spraining his ankle uh, after catching a 22-yard touchdown. Um, great focus on his part, by the way. I, I mean, yeah. anyone, anyone who has sprained an ankle knows. I mean, it's <laughs> it feels like death uh, on your lower leg. For him to be able to maintain focus and catch uh, a ball while going to the ground, uh, great focus on his part. Uh, he ended up with 10 fantasy points, I believe. Uh, in that game, but he arrives in London. Yeah, you got to think it's a stretch for him to play because I don't even not know only why, does the why flight and the travel? elevation right. hurt the I swelling. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, uh, and Percy Harvin's hurt too. So even if Tyrod Taylor comes back with a great matchup, mm-hmm. his weapons are going to be well, not what they could be. No, they they will not be. Come on, Seven Eleven, Chris Hogan. Yeah, Chris <laughs> He's Hogan. still there. Chris Hogan. You got the Chris's Chris Hogan. Come on, Chris, brother. Chris Greggs. Another tight end. They got like 60 yards. Uh, they can get it done, guys. Oh, boy. I, I believe. No, you don't. Tyrod. No. <laughs> uh, no, you don't. Uh, if you've got Sammy Watkins, I think even if he is uh, activated, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you play him. No. Yeah. Not, I think not with one. an ankle. Not with an injury like this so close. Yeah. yeah I don't yep. see it. All right. Jimmy Graham. Hello. Hey, look Look what happens when you throw the ball to your good players. Throw it's it weird. to your good players. Straight them now. I really hope this is the start of something good. <laughs> I, I hope this is the start of something uh, better them. for this team, uh, for Jimmy Graham. Because it was funny. I tweeted. I was like, I don't know who this Seattle tight end is, but he looks a lot like Jimmy Graham to me. <laughs> Did he finish with over 100 receiving yards? Buck 40. Buck Oh, my gosh. Wow. I, didn't, I wasn't watching that game that closely. But, wow, 140 for Jimmy Graham. He lives. He lives. For one week. All right, so uh, so what do we make of Jimmy Graham's performance? Fab's over here uh, uh, urging the fantasy. Listen, man, he had one good game. Like you know, I think what he they played six games and three of them have been awful. Yeah, right. He's have had been three, absolutely he's had three awful. Over eleven and three have been. I mean, but aside from the barnyard dog, who's giving you consistent production week in week out from the tight end position? There's Gronk. There's Barnage. That's Eifert. it. Eifert. That's it. Okay, Eifert. You yeah, there's one goose egg, but other yeah. than that, he's been good. I'd It'd rather I'd rather trade Graham, get an upgrade at running back or a wide receiver if my team needs one, and then start Charles Clay. At I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of leagues. Jimmy Graham. <laughs> there's a lot of leagues where you can move Jimmy Graham for Tyler Eifert because guys aren't paying attention. Tyler Eifert is is still not a name. Uh, Jimmy Graham still is a name. He's coming off a big 140 performance, like you said. Um, I'd at least, if 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 I'm in a league, I at least test that market. I at least test the market and see what's the, out there. He's the sixth ranked tight end. 
Who Jimmy Graham is? Jimmy Graham. Where's Tyler Eifert? He's third. 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 But Graham's got he's got three double digit games out of six. I know. No, I mean, right. yes, right. I know. It, it it's not he's not the Jimmy Graham we're used to seeing. And he's also but, not worth his his draft position. Right. But, but when you when you compare him to other tight ends. He's there. He's there. Yeah. He's there. We just, you know, we got used to Jimmy Graham giving you, you know, 15 points a week. You know, the floor for him being, you know, 9 or 10 points. Right. That, that obviously isn't there now. But comparative to all the other tight ends in the game, he's right there. Right. But here's I'll the tell you, thing. I'll here's tell you another guy you could try to move if you try to trade Cooper. him, If you try to trade him now, like, okay, Charles Clay has two fewer points. Ladarius Green has three fewer points. Martellus Bennett has five fewer points so it's right, not like but, he's blowing people but out charles of water. clay you're not gonna i mean unless you're trading for him you're not getting charles clay you're no, not no. getting martellus bennett you might not get ladarius i mean if if, if you're dealing Jimmy what, Grant what and you're streaming that, what i'm yeah. saying is you're that there's other really, tight ends out there that but there's not is what i'm saying is that you're you're really listen, you're really dumpster diving if you're trying to stream tight ends right now uh, you are what you don't well, believe in Derek carrier no oh no i'm I not don't. talking about <laughs> streaming i mean a lot of people will have a backup tight end who's been pretty good so you could you could have you could have Graham and Barnage. You could have well, I think, Graham and Eifert. You look, could have if Graham just, and uh, Charles Clay. Absolutely. Going from a straight math perspective, I think what um, MG is saying is, look, if you're giving up, uh, what is he averaging here, like eight points a game or something? Yeah. Um, it, break it down. <clears throat> yeah. So if you're trading Jimmy Graham and you're and you're moving those eight points a game and you're trying to maybe uh, manufacture a tight end off the waiver wire, uh, are you going to pick up the slack by trading him uh, at a different position? I, I guess you got to do the, the, the own your own metrics in your head and figure out the math and, and see if it's all worth it. But I, I think I think what both of you guys are saying is correct, though. Um, honestly, Fabs, if I have Jimmy Graham, I'm looking to move him, man, because he's still got great name values coming off of a huge game. I think you can still get a pretty decent value out of the guy. But Marcus, you're right. You got to be real careful, man. Because if you're not getting good value back, tight end is a scary place. That's oh I'm, my I'm, gosh! I'm more with Marcus on this, where I'd rather I'd rather keep him. I have two tight ends in a handful of leagues where I took like late upside guys. But for a lot for a lot of places, if you don't have that luxury, do not give up Jimmy Graham. I think. But here's the thing, man. Um, it could, to to Fabs's point, there's a lot of bad wide receiver twos out there too. A lot of bad ones. Um, and if you could move Jimmy Graham and upgrade your wide receiver two spot. It's it's at least an interesting proposition. Like I said, man, you got to figure out your own league and and do the math in your head. But I think both of these gentlemen are correct. You just it, it, you got to proceed with caution, though. That's that's what I will say. All right, let's talk about Megatron. Megatron. He's alive. Megatron lives. I feel like the the theme for this segment of the podcast could yes. be. Throw it to your good players. <laughs> it really should be. That should just be the theme for this segment of the podcast. I love that Matt Stafford went back to old Matt Stafford and just said, whatever, you're covered, it's cool. I'm just going to toss it well, out there. The offense finally said, hey, Matt, you're not, we're not doing anything with this dink and dunk offense. Why don't you just chuck, chuck, you chuck it, it down the field like you did for <laughs> the rest of your Can I career? throw out a prognost- prognostication? Please. Sure. He's going to chuck it deep again? He is not going to do well this week. Megatron? No, no, he got Stafford against the Vikings. Probably, yeah. Not. He's not. Don't start him. Don't be fooled. Uh, if if you look at his history playing against the Vikings, I believe it's in Detroit this week. Okay, it is not good, and the Vikings defense is underrated. Oh, absolutely, got a great pass all. rush. They're not bad at all. So, uh, <clears throat> if you got excited about Stafford, eh, you might want to put a put a little halt on that. Well, what are you? But I mean, what are you saying? Uh, uh, temper expectations for Megatron? No, oh. no, 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 no. You're starting Megatron. I mean, there's a huge difference there. Matt Stafford can have a garbage game. Of course. Megatron can still give you 12 points. Well, as we saw with Eli Manning and uh, Odell right. Beckham Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but Stafford, it was nice. Uh, very few people benefited from it. Very few. But um, very. Because everybody's giving not, up on Matt Stafford. Right, do not expect <laughs> I got benched that. the week before. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky. Right. Do not expect that again. Let's just put it that way. At least not this week. Oh man. I like I said. I just love the fact that he's just tossing it up there and just telling guys to go get it. Also, don't go pick up Lance Moore. Just don't, don't do it. Don't do that to yourself. Don't remember do remember it. when he was a thing? And but he's know? got the best touchdown dances in the league. No. No. I don't know. Steve no. Smith's Pee Wee Herman was pretty good. No, Lance Moore has a history of awesome touchdown dances that he takes from various uh, inspirations, whether it's uh, Chappelle. He takes a lot from uh, – Plus, I feel like everybody – as much as we all love the Steve Smith dance, I'm sure everyone under the 20, age of 25 was like, what? What is, what is doing? Exactly. What is she doing? Oh, wait, that, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was. Good point. I'm going to ask the podcast listeners out there, our, our fabulous podcast listeners, do you guys know what the Pee Wee Herman is? <laughs> um, oh, geez. They, they, they may think of something else. 
Uh, that's true. Yeah. Because um, he's he's probably. I don't think they well know that. No, I don't. Yeah, I, no, I, I actually don't. Is, that's probably outside that. I don't. I don't. I actually don't think. I don't think people know that anymore. No. Yeah. Cherry the chair. Um, I love that show. That who didn't? First of all, uh, I, I'm I'm you know mid thirties, but uh, who didn't have a ball of foil? <laughs> I thought you were just gonna mention Lawrence Fishburne as Cowboy Curtis. Oh, I forgot about that. That was. Good. I forgot. <laughs> what a, that's a great pull. But no, the the ball of foil. I yeah, try I to have, make a giant. I honestly ball of foil. have no idea what that is. Yeah, I don't know what the ball what? foil is. You didn't have a ball foil? No. <laughs> Am I the only one? I didn't have a ball. I, I had a rubber band ball. I didn't have a ball of foil. Oh, man. Right. <laughs> I feel, we I move feel, on. I feel sad. You know what I used to do is, like, I used to take the crust off of Wonder Bread and, like, smush it into a big ball, right, until it was all doughy. I had that ball. I didn't have a ball Ew. of foil. No that one. Sounds moldy wow, and gross. How am I in a room of four gentlemen? This just become the sad childhood podcast. <laughs> yeah. You didn't play with tin foil. No, I played with bread. I played with Wonder Bread. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mother would yell at me. It's now we're gonna, all over the place. And we're all going to break into a chorus of hard knock life. I mean, yeah, come that's on. Right. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Fine. We move on. Let's talk about Denver. Uh, Hillman taking the lead there in the Denver backfield. He had over 100 rushing yards. I think he had a 111, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, C.J. Anderson. Drop him. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Marcus is right. It's time. Dude, it's time. Right. I know. And I know it hurts. I know you probably spent a second round pick on him. Think of it like 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 a band aid. Just rip it off. Just just hit drop. He's close your eyes. Hit drop and don't look back. Marcus, great drop. Marcus, though. drop him. Marcus is right. Ronnie Hill is the better running back. It's been six weeks. He looks like garbage. I know he's a Cal guy, and you don't want to, uh, you know, rip that band aid <laughs> off as Marcus said. But you, you should do it. I mean, listen, he's been able to do zero to make his case to be. A closer, uh, more closer to a featured back in Denver, like he was last year. Okay. I don't know if maybe like it's a different dude because it looks completely like a different guy. What's well, a different offense? Uh, well, I, I understand it's a different offense, but I mean, you go from averaging what 17, 18 fantasy points a game to nothing. He's averaging two point seven yards nothing. per carry. Uh oh, two point seven. And carry. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. Listen, Ronnie Hillman's the guy to own in Denver. I'm not saying he's an RB one or even an RB two, but he's a heck of a lot better than C.J. Anderson is right now. He is uh, he is barely rosterable and in a ten team league. I don't I don't know. If I'm say cutting he's, ties. He's way better than C.J. Anderson. He's he in had a better stat week. sheets in the stat sheets. This is still the same Ronnie Hillman we've seen before. But I understand that. But Ronnie Hillman has been well. He had that big run a couple of weeks ago. This week he had over a hundred yards. I mean, you can't argue. It's a backfield split because, quite frankly, Ronnie Hillman is not good in pass pro, um, and. You know, we're at the point where Peyton Manning needs as much protection as possible. Um, so, yeah, so, I, you know, I agree with you. Hillman's definitely taking the lead in the backfield. Um, he's what, absolutely worth an ad. What's super interesting is that C.J. Anderson was the one that was on in crunch time in, like, fourth quarter and overtime doing those carries when they when they had more important offensive series to go. So, I don't know. This is just – this is an ugly situation. It's another backfield I'm avoiding altogether. Uh, are you cutting C.J. Anderson? Uh, maybe if if I got to pick I, up Ronnie I, Hillman, I, I don't have many leagues, but I I uh, I'm done. Um, I've had enough. I don't think I'm cutting him for Ronnie. The, Hillman. the reason I, the reason I'm saying I'm not cutting him though is because the waiver wire, especially this week, I think is pretty bare. Um, it's get, it's getting yeah, it's getting bare out there. <laughs> it's like, like a de- it's like a desert right now. Last know? week there was a lot of hot waiver wire ads, a bunch. A yeah, ton. this week when I was starting those columns on Sunday, I was like. What in the hell? Yeah, happened? because yeah, like, the waiver wire this week looks like a deep sleeper segment. It's not. It's not yeah, so <laughs> Alex, Alex is doing the waiver wire column for the first time this year. I've been doing it, and um, you're learning. Oh no, I know this it happened tough, last year because I, I would always do the, I would do the deep waiver wire column after your column. So at this point, you know, last year too, you would be taking all my guys from the deep column. And I'd be like, come on, Fabs, like who yeah. am I supposed to write about? It gets it gets hard to uh, to pick guys off the waiver wire. Um, right so, now. It, but that's why I'm saying it, it, I don't know if C.J. Anderson's a drop. No, he's also he doesn't look like the same guy. He had been dealing with injuries and stuff. He had the toe, the foot thing, coming out of a bye. Who knows what'll happen? Like they they have to realize <clears throat> they have to be self aware that they can't keep chucking it fifty times a game with Peyton Manning. I mean, <laughs> speaking of people, I drop I drop Peyton Manning. Yeah, I would drop. I, Peyton. I said it like two. Oh, dude. Two. Oh, yeah. Gone. People yeah. are definitely holding on to him for for no reason. For I, no I, reason. I thought it was really cute how you said they realize they can't keep chucking with Peyton Manning because I think I think Peyton looks in the mirror every <laughs> every day and he says, "You're good enough. Your arm is strong enough. 
And doggone it, <laughs> you can get that ball downfield. Like, I just think he has these daily oh, affirmations. Like, yeah, except he can't. That Man- allow him to throw it 40 times a week. Wow, Manning, we are- Manning has been outscored by Brian Hoyer this year in fantasy. Yeah. Uh, Brian Hoyer Manning was has- not uh, this And Hoyer hasn't starter. started every game. Right. <laughs> Manning has had four single-digit games He only ha- in the first, what, six weeks. He only had three all of last year. Dude, he's not even averaging 10 points a game in his last 11. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Get him, get him off your roster. It's over, my friends. I hate to say it. It's over. Uh, it's we say fun. this, and then, I, and then I feel like the Tom Brady thing's going to happen. So you know what's oh, crazy? Tom though. Brady oh. had a four-game stretch of being bad. Peyton's had eleven. All right, it's almost triple. No, it's like I would, over. I would drop him for for Carr, for Bortles, for darn near anybody who's basically. starting. Yeah, not Alex Smith. <laughs> <laughs> not Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, not Alex Smith, mostly because I don't want to have to watch Alex. That just makes also, me sad. Actually, that was a good accidental segue into the next segment. Did Chiefs th- offense. That offense. Oh, they're in trouble, dude. No Jamal Charles. Jeremy Macklin left. Dumpster fire. Uh, man, I am. Uh, I'm really happy. I spent my number one waiver priority on Sharkandrick West. I'm <laughs> super happy about that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Sarcastic. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I I was on the pod. Big mistake. Big. Huge, huge. Uh, huge. I was uh, I was on this podcast last week saying I I bid ninety dollars <laughs> your hundred dollar of fab my hundred dollar fab to go pick up Charkandrick West. Oops. I was amazingly saved because somebody else bid ninety one dollars. <laughs> I just felt like this was not going to work out. I mean, people were so hyped about it, and I just—I well, don't know. I, just I, I don't. What you don't believe in Abilene Christian? I don't know that people were hyped about it. Uh, it was more, here's the next guy up, the next guy right. who could see volume. We don't know exactly right. how talented he is, but you've got to take a chance. You got to take a chance on the opportunity. That's because you never know goes. when you're going to get the next Sam Congato. Well, well it, this guy did not look like Sam Congato. He was, he looked this, like Sam Congato. This is at least Much the worse. second reference of Sam Congato on this podcast. Is it not? It is. It is. It is. Which is Listen, man, I feel fabulous. Like, I feel like we should name some sort of like we should have <laughs> fantasy award <laughs> yeah, after we'll, Sam Congato. Well, well, we've got you, the Sam Congato, Sam Congato yeah. super don't sub know or something. Sam Congato is back in the in the 2000s. Would have been like 2000. Five? It was uh, 2004, 2005, somewhere around there. Yeah. So the Packers basically lost all three of the first running backs on their depth chart to injuries. Um, and then you have Sam Congato, who comes off of the practice squad. No one thinks he's got a shot to do anything. No one knows who he For is. For a four-week stretch, he was better than LaDainian Tomlinson. And LaDainian Tomlinson was the king of kings in fantasy football at this it point. Was, it was 2005. 2005. It was like Tony Richard got hurt. They had Ahmad Green got hurt. Yep. Um, um, and they also had, I think it was, uh, who, was the, forget, who was the other I running back there? I who the third one was that year. There was another running back. The back it was actually the back of Najee Davenport. Yeah. It, Najee. it might have been. <laughs> yep, I think you're right. But it might have yes. been. Yes. Who, who is famous for, for something we don't really want to mention on yes, the podcast. Yes, a closet. Yes. So, uh, let's see. He had in a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6-game stretch, he had – over 60 yards and a touchdown in five of those games. Here were some of his lines. 62 and a touch, 103, two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown. Oh, my. Uh, 111, a rushing touchdown. 75, a rushing touchdown. A buck 71 and a rushing hey, touchdown. Hey, Alex, one oh! of those games was against the Eagles, right? Was it so, a bad game or a good game? Yeah, no, game. he had 111 and a touch. Right, So, I, and I remember that, too, because I was working at Sportsline at the time. And I remember that year the Eagles were brutally tough on running backs on their home field. And so everyone was like, this is where the Sam Congato well, experiment And the week before, he had only had 10 rushes for seven yards. And he went nuts on him. He went nuts on him. <clears> so now everyone knows who Sam Congato is. That's funny. Sam Congato. Yeah. I, and I, I remember that, too, because I was, it, it was super annoying to see the guy who had Sam Congato just ride <laughs> all the and way. Just to the gloating game. about that. Just loving it. And Gatto, I think, I don't know that he ever played a significant role on any other team. He went to the Texans. He I went think, to the right. But he was, he's a very intelligent dude. I think it was in medical school. Yeah, he wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He, he used yeah. his NFL, I think he did afterwards. He used his NFL paychecks to finish like medical yep. school and go be a doctor. Yeah, that's legit. I know he was. It was such an awesome story. Like he came out of nowhere. Was like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to take this money and be a doctor and yep. do something to help the world. And <laughs> then he went and did that. That is amazing. Yeah, that's dope. I like it. Pretty cool. But yeah, we'll figure <clears> out some sort of Sam Congato award since I like we it. We should do that. A, it's an amazing name. And sure. Two, <laughs> most random player we've dropped multiple times on this uh, podcast. Yes. Um, there, we, we, we are go there, back there, a are long way. Are there ways. any Sam Congato uh, nominees this year? 
Uh, Not yet. I have to think about. We'll have to think about that. Well, Guys, right, right now, I mean, up out of nowhere. And... Got to be Dion Lewis. Dion Lewis, right? He's I mean, in there. it's a running back. He's in there. He, he's he wasn't drafted in most no. leagues. Yeah, he's. But I mean, does does the Gatto Award have to be? I feel like a running be... back who comes in and plays well in the absence of an injured starter, or is well, it doesn't matter. Just... just some random no-name dude coming up okay. out of nowhere and just performing. Well, I could, think Deion Lewis fits could the bill. be Devonta Freeman then too. Ooh. Well, I feel like it has to be somebody who, you know, has a short but bright. It's like a comet, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right, exactly. <laughs> comes and goes very quick. That's like. true. All right, we'll think about it. Send uh, us your nominees on okay. Twitter. I like it. I like it. But uh, getting back to this Chiefs offense, man. Um, it's a it's a mess. Uh, Jeremy Macklin's got a concussion. He was, I mean, knocked out cold uh, in that game. So I would be extremely have surprised if he plays this. Monitor week. how he goes through the protocol. Obviously. Right. Yeah. Because if he plays, he's a must start against the uh, the Steelers defense, the pass defense. I just not so. High. I would have serious um, reservations uh, that he gets through the protocol. He was knocked out cold. Yeah. In that game. If you and if you need a desperation spot start for him, if the waiver wires, then Albert Wilson, the guy behind him, who is their number Wilson. two, he had uh, I think four of his targets uh, last week come after Macklin went down, and one of them was a forty-two yard touchdown. Uh, if uh, if Macklin doesn't go, uh, my danger zone guy will be Chris Conley. One, Mister Chris Conley. Wow. Let's get dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Darkwing duck drop. That's right, uh, man. We are we're just full, chock full of uh, old school references today. By the way, I, I also like that Marcus got it real um, uh, under under the radar there with his uh, deep SNL references. Well, that was pretty solid. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the waiver wire, shall we? We talked about Ronnie Hillman. Uh, if he's out there, I, he's absolutely worth an ad. He's probably gone in most leagues, but that's okay. Uh, if he's out there, yeah, he was owned, he was owned in a bunch. He's he's worth a stash. Like I'm not high on him and his talent, but given his opportunity and volume in that offense right now, you got to add. Also, keep 100%. in mind, too, that he could end up being put back on the waiver wire because Denver is off this week, so right. people may have to cut him that's, to fill a starting that's lineup. That's exactly, why I, put ah, him on there to, exactly why I put him on there to, to scoop him up. And <laughs> same with James Starks. Right, James Starks, is, uh, it's the same deal. Um, yeah, a lot of folks have already picked up James Starks because Eddie Lacy had that uh, ankle scare, and uh, his production has been anything but stellar, so James Starks is out there as well. Um, how about Stefan Diggs, man? We talked about him last week. Uh, Stefan Diggs went out there and just absolutely lit balled. it up. He looked yeah. like the best wide receiver on the field. And of course, this is what's so frustrating about the NFL. Like you were saying, it wasn't an Eddie problem before; it was a McCarthy problem. Right. Stefan Diggs has looked like the best wide receiver on the Vikings for two weeks in a row. Their last two games. And Mike Zimmer yesterday said in the press, "Yeah, I don't know if Stefan Diggs is going to take uh, keep the starting <laughs> role when Charles Johnson gets back healthy." Like, so I wanted Charles to, Johnson's been so great. I wanted to throw everything at my desk. I was like, come on, Mike. I Look, feel like Charles Johnson was the most overhyped player in the history of fantasy football who stunk. Not named never Cordero deserved, Patterson, you mean? Right. Who never just Well, Cordero showed some flashes uh, as so a rookie towards Johnson. the end. Uh, yeah, no, he, he had a couple uh, really nice games at the end. Really nice games. He really did. Uh, good size, speed guy. He was right. beating good cornerbacks. Right. He had a rapport with Teddy. He did. Uh, thing, I mean, my, my, my major problem, there. my major problem with him was was basic route running and, and suspect hands. But Stefan did. Other than that, what else would you want out of a wide receiver? <laughs> but I mean, like, I mean, well, I thought he might <laughs> work out of the offseason. I, mean, I was, I liked him. I mean, I thought his draft position was good. He had one hundred yard fine. game in his whole career, man. I mean, he wasn't that good. He was never that good. Yeah, well, we're not good at our jobs if we can't forecast guys ahead like that. Right. Exactly. It does does people nothing if after Antonio Brown dropped sixteen hundred, we're like, hey, go pick up Antonio Brown. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could also say that Charles Johnson was overhyped, and I mean, yeah, he got he did get a little overhyped. He got banged up though. So I mean, let's not. Bury ourselves for it, right? Uh, oh no, listen, I didn't like yeah. him. Stephon Diggs, saying, I never liked him. Stephon Diggs, extremely productive wide receiver at Maryland. Um, I really liked him coming out of school. I just thought he was in a kind of a, you know, bad situation. He's uh, clear number three behind Charles Johnson and Mike Wallace, but now he's got an opportunity to shine, and, and he's doing now in the pros. Uh, what he did at Maryland, and and quite frankly, I think frankly, he looks a lot better now than he did at Maryland. I didn't actually love him coming out of Maryland, but he really? looks great now. Yeah. Oh man, he was Mister Everything there. He was Mister Everything there. They asked him to do a little bit of everything, and now that he's they've hyper focused his role a little bit more. Uh, man, I was really excited uh, about Stefan. I thought they got a steal in the draft uh, getting him, and so I, I really can't advocate. Uh, add, uh, adding Stephon Diggs enough. He's a really great option in PPR leagues, too. 100%. I, I, I cannot, again, I cannot advocate that ad 
uh, enough. Um, uh, speaking of another wide receiver, how about Jeff Janis? Injuries, oh, yeah. opportunities make kings of us. Preseason hero. No one's no one's gonna pick him up. The Packers are off, and that's yeah. what. Well, that's why he was a deep dive um, guy. He wasn't on the main waiver column, but because that offense has had so many injuries to wide receivers right now. If you're in a deeper league or competitive league where all the big names are always gone, right. we always have people coming at us in the Twitter sure. mentions and in the comments like, all these guys are gone in my league. What the heck? <laughs> Janice is a name to potentially pick up. Now, which is which is never true, by the way. Yeah, no, it's he not. Only had, <laughs> he only had two catches, though, last week. I know. Well, because it, it was sort of later when Montgomery yeah, yeah. went out. Every right. every receiver on the Packers only had two catches Well, and, the, and, and in the second And in the second half, uh, um, it, was, it was tough sledding. Right, it was tough sled in the second half. But uh, projecting forward, if if Ty Montgomery is out, uh, obviously Randall Cobb is still banged up. Jeff Janis is absolutely worth an add in this He's, offense. He is a freak athlete, and that's why, yeah. like, sure, nobody nobody sets Twitter ablaze more unjustifiably than Jeff Janis when he gets on the field because, like, <laughs> metrics Twitter and draft Twitter loves him because, like, right. his his measurables coming out of college out of Saginaw Valley State. That's right. You probably haven't heard that's of him. That's right. We're actually comparable on some levels to Julio Jones. Oh, like, wow. that's the type of athlete Jeff Janice is. Well, so, he's 6'3". He's got great speed. Like, he's like 6'3", 220, runs like a 4'3", Right. He's a, he's a big, fast guy. Yeah, he looks um, he looks the part, certainly. He's uh, just been, I just don't know about – we don't know about his actual skills, right? Right. Like, he's been, can, he's he been run, can he run routes with Aaron Rodgers out there, who's a precision guy? Does he got the uh, uh, requisite hands to play with Aaron Rodgers? We, those questions we don't know. But at least physically, yeah. he looks the part. He's got he's got pretty good hands, but it, that's why that's why I put him on the deep dive is because if you're in one of those deeper leagues or more competitive leagues, scoop him up now during the bye because if those other guys like Montgomery might be out for a little while, Janice is going to get this whole extra week of practice and meeting time with the ones, and that's that he's going to have two weeks of that before they come back against Denver. Oh, you're right. And they've been they've been kind of missing a deep threat in this offense with Jordy out there. That could be Janice's role. And I'll say this: Aaron Rodgers, <clears throat> for some reason, likes to force feed. The new guy, at to get least their confidence. Like, get let's, their get, confidence let's get these guys ready. Let's get them in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, in he's that, done in, that plenty of times. Uh, so I think if Montgomery's out, that's why I really liked Montgomery. Uh, but uh, but if Montgomery's out, I could see Jeff Janis getting force fed five, six, seven targets. All right, we got to stop talking about a guy who's like not even playing this week. Can we talk about Christian Michael? Sure. Of right course, on, man. course Fabs wants reps. to get to the Cowboy. Well, I want to get to the guy who could actually then. help people in the sure. next six days. And Christian Michael is taking reps with the ones during the Cowboys bye week. He's a hot ad. And all of a sudden, and he's available in a lot of leagues. A lot of leagues. Now, there's been a lot of hype about him because of his time in Seattle. He never got a chance behind Marshawn Lynch. They trade him to the Cowboys. This is the time to pick him up. I'm not saying start him this week, but he is certainly worth a speculative ad. See what the Cowboys do this week. See what happens with Randall and McFadden. And does this turn into a three-headed monster, or does Michael actually get maybe the second most touches in the backfield? And uh, that's a guy that's interesting to me. Um, and speaking of fab budget, I spent forty-eight dollars to go. I didn't get Chuck Hendrick West, so I got Christian <laughs> Michael for forty-eight. Um, <clears throat> overpaid for him, obviously. But at this point in the season, guys. There's not a lot of running backs out there. That's why, it, 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 again, as you mentioned, Fabs, speculative that, you, you got to go pick this guy up. I've been saying for weeks to pick him up because Joseph Randall's been in the Joyke Bell zone. He's been Ooh. rushing for like 1.1 and 2.1 yards per carry. Kristen Michael is an explosive athlete. He's yep. coming behind that offensive line. Right. And, like, jo- Joseph Randall just has not been good. Them, them's, them's the facts. And uh, <laughs> that's why they're willing to turn the to turn it over to Matt Castle because Brandon Whedon has also not been good. Yeah, and no. Kristen Michael, they're trying something new. So Can we just abolish the running back position from fantasy? No. <laughs> no, what we should abolish is RBBCs. Uh, NFL teams should have to play one running back for 80% of the snaps every single week. Well, I, and life would be good. I've been on board with the idea that they should get rid of committees simply because it's just not good. It's football. not effective. It's just not effective football. I it's mean, forget not. forget fantasy. Just right. from a football standpoint, right? It's not good. And I, I'm waiting for the point. I'm waiting for the tipping point when NFL coaches say, "You know what? This is out of control. We need to give one guy 25." Dude, it was just like so great back in the day. I don't know how long you know a lot of people out there listening have been playing fantasy football, but you know it was Barry Sanders and it was Emmitt Smith and you know Terrell Davis and uh, all these great running backs who basically. They were getting the ball. It didn't matter where it was. They were getting the football. Maybe they'd come out if they weren't great pass catchers uh, in passing downs and third downs, but they were getting the football. Right. Now, 
when you you look at the last five to ten years when teams are saying we want to you know utilize guys uh, to the best of their abilities well to me like okay a guy like Todd Gurley he's going to be an old school guy he's going to be a running back who you're not taken out of the game okay but there's too many running backs this day and age that come out of school and then they end up falling into this RBBC mess Um, and to me I, I agree with Marcus get the guy the football 20 times a game, let him get into a groove instead of, uh, here, you play one series, eh, you sit oh, the next sad- series, you play one series, you're out the next series. Sadly, that's, that's not going to happen because we're not NFL coaches and they don't care about our We fans. should be. But uh, let's hit a couple more names on the waiver wire, then we got to dap and get out of here. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, look, uh, I see Michael Floyd on here. I mean, really? The you're, reason, you're adding Michael Floyd? The reason being. Okay. Why not? He's the reason being. One good game. Here, no, here, here, here's why. It's not just the one good game. It's the statistical the trend for him right now. When he start, when he came in early in the season, he was only playing like 15% of the snaps, too, okay. because of his, his, his hand, hand situation. Yeah. He's up to like 70% now, and they're playing the Ravens next week. Okay. We've, yeah, got, we've got Denver, Green Bay, Chicago, and the Bengals on a bye. That's a lot of starting wide receivers that are out. Pick up Michael Floyd if you need a spot start. I That's just, why he's on the list. Uh, I, I, you know, I can't advocate it only because, look, uh, y- you look at the offense. John Brown's hogging up a lot of targets now. Larry Fitzgerald's still there. Using they, all, they all ate last week. I agree, bad pass but defense. you know who didn't, though, was the running backs, and they lost. So I think they go back to the run game. I think they, they force-feed the ground a little bit more. I don't think the opportunities will be there for Michael Floyd as much. Um, and I'll tell you this, uh, I, I wish uh, – uh, reception perception was here because uh, Michael Floyd drops a lot of passes. He my, reception perception advocated starting Michael Floyd last week, Amazing. and he was right. So, uh, uh, so, anyways, it's a spot start. All he's, right, he's on there. He's not to pick up and right, ride the rest not, of the season. Fair enough. You're not looking uh, at a guy who's going to start for you every week. There's a trio of guys that uh, at least take a look at uh, Devonte Adams coming back from injury and Brandon LaFell <laughs> coming off pup. Brandon LaFell coming off a of pup, and there's about a hundred exclamation marks next to David Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> he could be back, guys. I've been waiting for this moment all year. So now it won't be a three-headed monster there in Tennessee. It will be a four-headed no, monster. Hopefully no, because somebody he, will go away. He, hopefully he comes in and can take it over because the other three have been so uninspiring. How Cobb, dare Cobb, you speak of Bishop Sankey that way? I mean, we were laughing down in the fantasy was that, stronghold was that your, uh That was like your Captain Kirk voice. Oh, uh, maybe. A little bit. But we were laughing in the bit. Fantasy Stronghold yesterday. We were like, do you remember when Bishop Sankey scored two touchdowns? That's in right. One? How That's funny right. was that? And then Antonio Andrews <laughs> scored. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, yeah, it's, it's Sankey had a career day. McCluster had a career day. Antonio Andrews had a career day. Nothing since. Mm-hmm. David Cobb is eligible to come back uh, onto NFL action in week nine. He'll he'll see the field then, hopefully. So that's why, like, now or in the, this week or the next week, maybe scoop him up if you need running back help because he could he could come over, come in and take that over, or he could come in and it could be a four-headed monster. However, I think, I do think get this. in early for the potential that he takes over that backfield. I, I've always said this. I think it's a, it's a bit of a slap in the face to players to assume a guy, especially a rookie, could come in uh, after eight, nine weeks and, and perform, uh, given that he hasn't practiced really. Um, I will say this, though. I, I, the talent level's there, certainly with he's David sta- Cobb. He can start practicing this week, so he'll have two weeks of practice. And the other thing, I, he's a, he's at a position of need running back. Um, but I, would I, I wouldn't play him immediately, but I tell you this. No, that's fantasy a, playoffs. Yeah, only, if he does nothing for the first two weeks, don't drop him. No. Don't drop him, because I do believe in the fantasy playoffs he could – Make an impact. That's why. It was, this wasn't a pick him up and start him right away. Yes. This was a pick him up for the potential that he takes over the backfield. Mm, because like Todd Gurley didn't do didn't do jack for four or five weeks either and then came in and steamrolled a lot of good defenses. There now, granted, go. he's an otherworldly talent. Uh, yes. Yes, he is. Uh, let's do Dale Adapt to get out of here. Let's do it. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hook. Give me daps because I be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps and bound daps and hooks. All right, daily dap time. Let's uh, start with you, uh, Alex Gilhar. What do you got for me? Well, uh, as we heard Fabs force feeding the Star Wars theme song yes. down our throats in the intro. Absolutely. The trailer came out last night. Oh, Very great. Look good. So it's yeah. been a while since we did uh, any sort of power rankings on the dap. So I'm going to do a real quick power rankings like Marcus did his Aqua Teen characters. Oh, sure. I'm going to do my five favorite uh, in sending order Star Wars video games. Oh. So get real nerdy for a second. Oh, here we All right. go. Quick honorable mentions. Yes. Force Unleashed. First of all, there's honorable mention. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, all right. Look, it's a tough list. 
Uh, Force okay. Unleashed. All right. Lego Star Wars. Lego Star Wars. And the Star Wars arcade game. We all played that at some point. Oh, I, I want the stand-up Star Wars arcade. That's game. the one, yeah. I want That it. one is amazing. I want it. All right, so uh, number five for me is Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Had some clunky parts. However, it had some of like, the best lightsaber battles ever. We had sure. a lot of time in high school slashing each other and force-throwing lightsabers around, so that was fun. Uh, no, that was the first time they introduced the force too, right? In that uh, game? I think so. Yeah, you had you had force push and force right. lightning. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, number four, Star Wars Tie Fighter. That was the PC game. Oh my god! I didn't get to play it a ton because my PC was trash when I was a kid. But I had a friend who had a PC, and we played a lot of Star Wait, Wars Tie Fighter. Tie Fighter. I that was, it was like the X Wing. X Wing was the first one. Oh. Tie Fighter was the sequel that was better. But that was like the flight simulator one. You know, that was really exciting and awesome. Uh, number three, Star Wars Battlefront. Awesome. Uh, number two, Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader Great. on the GameCube. Oh, my God. One of the launch titles. Phenomenal. Great game. Number one, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I haven't played that. RPG, one. phenomenal. Uh, it was not, like, canon, really, like with the movies. Sure. It was uh-huh. more like a book thing, but awesome story, awesome gameplay, one of the better twists I've ever had in a, in a video game. So Ooh. there is my Star Wars video game power like rankings. It. I did play Rogue Squadron. Awesome game. Rogue Squadron amazing. That. Uh, I was way too hooked on X-Wing and TIE Fighter mm-hmm. as well. Uh, daily Daps, great Daily Daps. Uh, great uh, uh, Daily Daps from Marcus Grant. Well, I'm going to keep the video game theme going. Here we and, go. Uh, this goes out to the guys at the Cauldron who do a lot of good stuff. And, you know, I don't know if uh, Shadowy League figures are going to look down on me because the, the, the Cauldron does a lot of gifts, a lot of videos, a lot of things like they that. Do. Uh, they put one out. I don't know if you saw this on Sunday night, uh, Monday morning. Uh you see people do the, the Tecmo Super Bowl mock-ups of certain plays, the, the Beast Quake and that sort of thing. <laughs> they mocked up the I saw this. Colts special teams disaster. It was special. Yeah. It was special. It was phenomenal where you have everybody lined up and then oh, half the team God. or ten guys run to one side. One guy comes back and lines up behind Griff Whalen and, uh, you know. Why? Disaster. Disaster. Why? Why did that happen? But the best part is it was like a, uh, you know, you, you, you take the Super Bowl, you go pick the plays, and then they have the drop-down menu that says the WT, uh, WT fake fake field goal or whatever, <laughs> and it clicks it, and it gives you another pop-up list. LOL, are you really going to do this? <laughs> and then, of course, they run it, and that we all crazy. know how it ends up. Uh, between Sunday night and Monday night, uh, we saw some great football. We saw some great football. Griff I said Whalen. sarcasm. Yeah, okay, fine. Um <laughs> uh, Mike Fabiano, hit me with the daily dap, pal. First of all, I wish I was into video games. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Oh. I, I stopped playing video games so long ago, um, but uh, I know you guys dig them, and uh, I know yeah. the effects are pretty are pretty cool. But my dap, my hero, my favorite person on this entire planet, okay, Alex Gelhar, <laughs> because yesterday, now, now my schedule is insane from. Five o'clock Sunday morning until Wednesday at noon. I'm basically working. Sure, higher time. So the Star Wars tickets go on sale. I'm asleep because I'm exhausted from doing HQ and and, and doing Fantasy Live and All right. haven't gotten a lot of sleep. So I got a text message last night from Alex, who says, "I got Star Wars tickets for all of us." Whoa! And I couldn't have been happier. I swear to God, Alex Gellhar is my favorite person on this whole well, planet the thing right was- now. And uh, I, I came in here and I hugged him, and I don't, I don't even care to admit that I hugged the man on the podcast because he got me tickets. It's going to be Marcus, uh, Alex, myself, uh, Matt Harmon, I think is going, yep, uh, think. Patrick Claybon, who does updates for us, and um, I couldn't be. You, I mean, you couldn't give me a bigger. Well, I'm, I'm taking this guy out to a Ruth's Chris thing. Hey. Oh, there we go. Hey. I that. that's how happy uh, I am. So, Alex, well, the, adapt out to you. The thing was, I had been planning on buying just a ton of tickets anyways but tickets are supposed to go on sale after the trailer aired at halftime yeah all of a sudden at about 5 20 pacific time i saw people tweeting like oh bought my star wars tickets i'm Sweet. gonna cry and i was like excuse me i was yeah. like these weren't supposed to go on sale for hours so i had my laptop and my desktop at home i'm like furiously clicking trying to get the site up and i was able to get a nice chunk of six seats so That's I had told funny. them I would buy tickets for us earlier when they came on sale. So I got a nice chunk, and uh, we'll be going opening night. Good for oh, you. Oh, can't wait. Nice. I you know like what? So are we dressing up? No. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, can I bring a lightsaber at least? I won't dress up, but can I bring a lightsaber? You Marcus? Do whatever you want. Okay. You're a grown man. 
Marcus? Why would you? If you're bringing the lightsaber, dress up, bro. Uh, I'm not going to dress up. What? I, I'm going to bring a lightsaber. You First of all, you throw it out there, and then you, you poo-poo your own You idea? know what, though? I, I went to the uh, the openings of all three of the newer movies. Yeah. Uh, did bring a lightsaber, never dressed up. Um, but, I mean, you know. Th- what? This is like, this This is going to be one of So the as a younger man, you weren't going to dress up, but now as an older man, you want to dress up? He's Absolutely. Wiser. Well, I, absolutely. I, no, I just said Less I'm not going to dress now. up, but I want to bring. I want to bring the. You know, by the way, uh, one of the funniest skits ever in the history of of mankind is a Triumph the Insult Dog, and the, the Star Wars. The best. If if you guys it's have ever seen that, go on YouTube. It's a Conan O'Brien skit. We're so good at sending people down the YouTube it black hole. Is I, there's a hilarious. lot of bosses in corporate America that probably hate us for <laughs> ruining their employees' it products. Is Triumph the comic dog. The insult is, dog is the best. And he did a whole thing on Star Wars when the, the new best. Star Wars movies were coming out. Watch it. It is so hilarious. I, I've watched it a hundred times, and I laugh every single time. I will give a daily dap out to Foul Language Comics. It's foul, <laughs> spelled F-O-W-L. They as talk in, about uh, birds? Chickens. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, so there there are birds featured in this comic, but uh, follow them on Instagram if you're a young parent. Um, it is absolutely hysterical. Uh, this guy's a young dad himself. He, he puts it in comic form. And it's awesome. And besides, on Instagram, uh, you got to be tired of seeing, you know, random travel pics and pics of people's pets um, at this point. And babies. And babies, which I am totally guilty of doing. That's all I do is just baby pics. I don't even know if I, I can't remember the last time I put my pic up there, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, baby Co's out there feature prominently on my Instagram. That's fine. Um, foul language comics. If you're a young parent, absolutely follow them on Instagram. A daily dap out to them. All right, let's get out of here. A little longer podcast, but that's okay. For my guy, Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano, and the Whiz Kid from Wisconsin, I'm James Coe. You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. We're out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.